0: from that moment forth, we can always use our words. That's exactly one of those things that we have as a people. So welcome again, and I look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back to my lovely IHP community. We are here with another episode. Today we get to take a look relationships from the Enlightenment Soul Age group. The 5D self-empowered enlightened person is a functional adult who is truly autonomous not reactive. They do not wear protector lenses but they are actually always able to be in their witnessing mind so the here and now two neurons plus the implicit memory system neurons meeting in the middle with the other two neurons and knowing that you're here, and you might be connecting the dots in a way from the past. Basically, you're always in awareness, and more than just uh, awareness, because you are embodying full pure consciousness and have been in this state pretty much your entire life. And that's where the story begins. For those of you who regularly tune in, you already know so many of the stories, but uh, some might be new. When we begin engaging with our Loved ones are oversold. We don't know the word, but we know there are loved ones because we're born into the family, right? And then we also grow up with them. And then our friends and all these uh, interactions with different types of people begin to take place. And things stick out, but in a different way, thanks to being in what is a love cycle and circle, no shame, no blame, no fault, no revenge loops or cycles for that matter. We don't get stuck in our temporal junction. We're always, again, in our prefrontal cortex, our mindfulness brain. And our body isn't safe and social. We're in a ventral vagal state because somebody insulting me doesn't make me unsafe. If I am empowered because myself, I, Maria, know that I don't need to take your words to heart because my heart is a muscle and your words are your a representation of who you are if you're insulting me obviously you must have an issue going on like i have nothing to do with your insulting me now remember the 5dc person is expanding consciousness only if they're in that enlightenment soul age because we don't do the morality book of codes we're not believers we're seekers so we have a witnessing mind because we don't bend down and say, tell me who I am, society. We don't try to attach. We don't cry for help if you're not helping us. We won't submit to you. We won't be shamed to submit to you. And we won't please and appease you. And that's like straightforward our first year old self will determine these aspects and obviously your environment is indicative of certain aspects that you'll learn about as you grow up because you're also the owner of all of it so as i grew up i recognized my traits and my family dynamic and how my traits and family dynamic had their little dynamic and i was like huh how interesting with krishna Lila, because we we're always exploring the depths of seriousness and the profound with playfulness and as a kid i would sit in a corner and think apparently i liked the corner very much in fact i wrote about it and said i go there when i'm depressed or want to be alone so people don't bug me <laughs> i still laugh when i when i read that because i have no recollection of these depth of emotions in that way but i can see myself being in that way because my mother always describes to me my deep stare and also my nickname was grumpy bear for a reason i was always very much of an observer but i love everyday more life so this grumpy thing it's because of the uh i would i would say my my computer here it's not a computer my brain uh, is taking a minute to organize all this stuff but also what i will say because here's where when you aren't confident about who you are you're always in a ventral bagel state. So your body stands in a level of firmness that is unwavering. Meaning you don't, again, bend down and over. And as you grow up, you get told by those lovely people around you exactly who they think you are. And you're like, huh, let me think about that one. So our relationships just let us know what we are looking like to others. We get to decide what to do about it the Enlightenment soul age group, that is, because we're, again, self-empowered. My mother and the other parents who were participant in moments of time got respected because I was taught in my catechism those lovely Ten Commandments <laughs> that I listened to, but not in a way of let me be afraid of God because I wasn't afraid. It was very straightforward, and all those rules actually make, to this day, a lot of sense but not because of needing to cast stones. They make a lot of sense to treat others the way you want to be treated, to accept who you are the way you are. In fact, what doesn't make sense to an enlightenment soul, age person is how would you share love with others and not with yourself? Are you stupid? Because see, here's where as a teenager, that's how I felt whenever people would say, I always give to everybody else, but nobody ever gives to me and i'm always here for all my friends and you know one they're talking to friend right in that moment and i think i did it once and then i was like i was listening to the words and i was like no this is bullshit uh you have a friend they're listening to you now you have a family at home they they listen to you and the reality is just things are going in a way that you might not like so really you're just sharing emotions is what you're doing and this has nothing to do with being all alone and not being tended to and you do more than nobody does more than others we all think this apparently and and so as the list of people kept doing these little stories like the list just keeps growing and growing also, those cliche sentences like the song that I'll never forget, You Only Love the People You Hurt, Elvis. And it's like, you know, that's really true because the only people that hurt each other are their friends, boyfriends, girlfriends, you know, all that stuff. And it's like, what is this? and uh, realizing that it wasn't uh, just because of teenagers is where I'm at now as an adult because of all those uh, psychoeducational pieces on attachment styles, people who are still trying to please appease each other and they don't really realize that they're doing their trauma stuff from home. And they're only in for example the people who just wear the mantles of spirituality but they're not an actual spirituality process because the spirituality process is a person who knows that it's about human evolution consciousness you have primary and secondary it's not a belief system there is no light to follow there is no entity that you need to bend out like this is where spirituality again go listen to some sad guru stuff because this is where i'm getting to learn it from oneness consciousness is not about uh the metaphysics of a terrorism it's about oneness we are one big ball of energy in fact actually it's quite beautiful when you can relate to it with the dark matter dark energy like wow every time i think of that documentary with that guy saying who's gonna win i'm like dude man limited consciousness what's 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 the matter with you why are you asking that? Obviously, you don't see that your protector lens is freaking out because we might die tomorrow. Yeah, we know that. Like, actually, that is the case. The case is we might, I might die while I'm recording this. Like, this is pure and straightforward fact that some of us because of the love for life like i have loved life my entire life i was a child and i would cry sometimes waking up from sleep because i'm like what if death is darkness i don't want to be in darkness i'm going to forget my loved ones i'm not going to be alive i don't want to not be alive like i like living <laughs> and that's where it's like wow like why would anybody not want to live life but little did i know about the tsunami that those who have trauma, bonds, so abuse and neglect, and their nervous system doesn't actually learn to be in safe and social. And they're attached, cry for help, collapse, submit, please appease is what takes over their nervous system and their flight, fight, and their freeze. And then there's that like self-love deficit disorder. That is very much where I'd say all people can fit into that category as long as they're not giving automatically their own self unconditional love so these cliche sentences like the nuns buddhist quote for those who suffer it's because you're in your temporal junction and you're still whining about i'm the only one doing things for everybody one it's a whining because the minute you think you're doing stuff for everybody else and nobody's doing something for you hmm. let me think how about you stop you know so i'll have all that compassion hat on but at a certain point you know you know it's like for so for the enlightenment soul group people it's straightforward if you need therapy go there's plenty of the therapists out there helping people to walk they're walking you hand in hand to support you while the tsunami which is a very real thing because you know shame people have shame or the self-love deficit disorder and the shame cycle explains it very well inner critic outer critic self-loathing then throwing it out at other people and then saying no it's others that are shitty not me because you're gonna have to take a little bit of a pause from shitting on yourself to denying with addictions such as drugs sex food alcohol and just oh look there's plenty of movies that support that lifestyle is cool so people just make names for themselves they're pretend badasses because that's not a badass to the enlightenment soul age group person these are all sad sad cases i'm just very sad for humanity i don't suffer for them because they have plenty of answers out there the, the, the other stuff that people want to bring into the mix i'm like dude did you forget that everything is made from the people so if you're emotionally mature what do you think other people are if they're just now getting the memo of what it means to actually be a truly functional adult which would be that you can learn about when you are reactive and pause and not use some mantle of enlightenment to think you're a yogi when you're not clearly a yogi if you're treating humanity like shit you're a yogi if you love all people and are actually trying to help all people to love each other and work together and this from the genuineness of your heart not for pretend waking up smiling from your heart we don't suffer Uh, we don't whine because people are choosing every day how to wake up in the morning i have a compassion hat on but i also have the enlightenment soul age group hat on and this is where um, Kali, Shiva are right here in the mix. There's therapists for a reason. They have their degrees. They're talking about it all the time, how to get to places. There's free content on YouTube. I share plenty of it. You guys know it, but long story short, these relationships, they get us, the ones of us who are loving life to just be here. Like anytime, any person's Quote unquote, crapped on me or self loathed for that matter when I was a teenager, as a little bit less uh, compassionate about it, and also is a lot more blunt about it. Today, as an adult, I know how to get Shiva into the room immediately, and Bezel Vanderkoek and Stephen Porges, and the fact that nobody chooses to feel torture inside their body, poor children and then they grow up and they think they're cool because they do drugs, sex, food, and do this shit that really, like the movies, I blame, no, I don't blame anyone because there's a reason. If we look at the Roman emperor times, empire times, there were things that were done in certain ways, so it's only natural that culturally speaking other things came to be, and also it's not to say that we need to be in the absence of these situations here's where the medieval people think of gluttony and they think of the devil and satan <laughs> this is where it gets me when i think of people who think of themselves as academics and then they're talking about sin like that like either you are in medieval times or you want uh, do one or the other because right now for as much as pseudoscience bullshit this is i'm more of an academic than anybody else that i've met so far who doesn't add up the whole gabor Mate, Basil van der Kolk, Stephen Porges and realize how drugs, sex and food and alcohol in addiction formats are an indication that you're not well from inside because you have trauma, not because you're not well because you need to disengage from doing no, no. You can do it in balance and moderation and actually enjoy it probably. I don't know about, you know, all this stuff because I've always been a very balanced person in every arena and I don't and never have any interest in doing these drugs, even though I got people who keep on busting my balls about it this is the even more hilarious part is adults who seem like big teenagers who keep thinking that they know more about somebody else when it comes to these situations and and the flaunting of it that makes me laugh every day every day I'm like wow I can't believe this there's there's really like how do people not grow up I don't get it or how do they think that they know everything about something without realizing that they don't it's it's oblivious to me uh sometimes but actually here's the thing they have a specific relationship with it which is not a bad thing so there are some people they have such a relationship and they're balanced in their own way with these aspects so they have a way that they look at those experiences however however when you go to the depth of this and you take a look at these people that i'm talking about right now there's a bunch of different ones that are actually very uh thinking that you only can achieve enlightenment or specific experiences in certain ways uh, they all actually have trauma bonds and attachments in fact uh, you could say that they're fine where they're at because they got a bunch of friends that love them to death and them them but there's not the ability to grow other types of interpersonal relationships without getting into trauma bond is where so self-love deficit disorder is where the person keeps on getting into relationships with narcissistic type people because of the attach year our first year of life our six month self has that, that first night terror where we will realize we're not one with our parent or parents and we will need to attach, our body will need to attach because it knows it's going to die without. So the, the child who has, for example, disorganized attachment is in an environment that gives safe and social cues. So they're going to grow up confused. and They're going to go between hot and cold, which would be participating to life with sympathetic hyperarousal and uh, or then dorsal vagal cold, non-dissociated, and ways of depression in fact when you go and look at the sociopath lady or the psychopath lady that get interviewed and are sharing their stories they say we went to therapy because of uh, one she realized the psychopath that she wouldn't get anything done if she kept living her life the same way she was and she wasn't building interpersonal relationships friends were breaking up with her boyfriends were breaking up with her so she clearly noted something's off here i need to figure this out because I want to she wants a good life and she's leading a good life and she's in fact amplified her emotional spectrum thanks to getting to learn about herself with her therapist and that's all it is the self is you and even when you hear Sadhguru he'll talk about the self but there's more to those who want to understand about trauma so there is a compassion hat but it's very straightforward and there's a whole group of actual somatic sensory motor Professionals, the psychoeducators that are updated because I am sorry. But when you, when I see and hear holistic practitioners saying things like the one guy who does um, this stuff with psychedelics and he does this stuff with the Indians, I forget what it's called shaman, excuse me, because I forget it makes me always think of the Indian culture, and I don't know if it's shamanic only from like the um, south american or latin american indian culture in that sense or if it's also from india in india because i know there's many different types of i think shamanic practices but this specific person if i'm not mistaken it's either south america or latin america if i'm not mistaken but i don't remember Long story short, in his presentation, he says people should just do that versus go to therapy. And I'm like, dude, that's messed up. Same thing when I heard this other lady with her tarot, like, ah, people should use tarot for their... What are you talking? Excuse me? No, no, no. You know, this is where we add, I'm a mentor, I add to people's journey, personal development. But therapists, they're the ones who you go to for specific things for specific reasons even my trauma educational certificate is integrated to a mentorship program it is not mental health professional stuff that is for the mental health professional people the same thing Tara. It's not to say hey here no it's it's added consultation to support growth not tell you what to do nobody tells you what to do in general even the updated good mental health professional will know we're not here to tell you what to do we're here to have you tell us how your body feels how your mind how you feel and we work with you the updated good ones and in fact they will talk about the therapists who are narcissists and manipulate and gaslight and actually do not help their patients to get better it's unfortunate that the uh, community of psychopaths and sociopaths, the ASPDs, they do fill certain roles because of a certain way that they have, narcissistic personality disorder included. And this way though, as we destigmatize, and I that's why I created the neurotypical and ASPD episodes, as we destigmatize and allow every person to know every person is a person. We all have this nervous system. We all have the inclination to look outside ourselves when we are insecure inside. And so here's where, when you are a empowering voice, which is what the 5DC intends to be always, the enlightenment age group is only a voice that chooses to empower the infinite higher human consciousness potential with multidisciplinary information. This is why i still for now keep education i know that i offer entertainment but it's meant to educate and support those who are either inclined to want to be in a 5d self-empowered enlightened state of consciousness so always using that inner growth mindset with your own availability of knowing that you you make your life not the other way around and then in the enlightenment soul age group for those who move beyond all the other soul age groups which is where it's awesome over here guys so let me get to to storytelling whenever people uh, get into certain spectrums i do become agitated like i'm thinking about some of them because they get really obnoxious Uh, but being an adult obviously i know that this is good practice for me to learn how to um, engage in it maturely speaking and disengage from sharing other aspects that are unnecessary which would be uh, anything that is none of my business basically so all people can lead the life that they want however they want the fact that addictions the sex drugs alcohol food in any way or shape or form that are clear because to me it's always clear when a person's using certain things in a way of trying to deny because the shame cycle works that way inner critic outer critic denying and then withdrawing isolating and then they do it all over again so we notice our we notice our own patterns we notice other people's patterns and we will be as my mother has pointed out to me nosy we will be nosy but we learn how not to be nosy at a certain point And here's where once you've accessed one way, shape, or form, complete awareness of your enlightenment so age group, guys, this is the day where you become that full consciousness and awareness that you're connected to Akash. The Akashic intelligence is what we know. So dark energy, dark matter, that's all it is. We're a person, we're functional adults, okay? I got to get here thanks to the psychoeducators. And with Sadhguru, I got to use and add to our lovely expression because when you're in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group, you always experience Krishna, Lila, Shiva, and Kali together. They learn to come into their harmony as you grow up. And so here's where I try to give you a little bit of different ages of that pure consciousness and uh, for me it's where learning how to do what is in expansion mode is thanks to those very basic foundations given by those commandments but in the absence of it being because I must obey because we're not doing on a tell me who I am we're not in this uh, motivational system of defending or attaching we are a witness. We're already in our uh, mindfulness brain, our psychological floor with those, ne- the neural cortex with the six neurons, the here and now and the implicit memory system meeting in the middle with the other two and creating reality. We don't have inner critic, outer critic. We don't have deny and we don't have withdrawal meaning we have the withdrawal but when we're withdrawing we're reassessing and what we have is a love cycle circle no window of tolerance because we don't need to tolerate our own emotional state we'll sit and contemplate our emotional state and we'll sit and contemplate our thoughts and it will be with Krishna Lila although I, others might think of it as something serious or, or in depth. obviously when you're a child so when I would wake up crying of course I was crying because I was sad that if death was darkness i was like actually very sad the person who got me out of that emotion was marcus aurelius if i'm not mistaken when i read this book where it was of his story and he shares this quote of why would you worry about something you can't do anything about and in that moment i'm like you know what he's right i'm wasting my time here And that was it. And I moved on from that and uh, didn't really repeat the same emotional experience, which is probably equal to what people who still have this suffering and use that Buddhist nuns quote, oh, this impermeability of the world, how sad it is to be the one left behind. They sit in that. I don't have that. I have accepted that I am not going to be able to live forever, it seems. (laughs) I don't like it, but I accept it. And I laugh about it. Uh, My relationships then got me to face this again. My lovely teenage boyfriend, for those of you who remember the story, with the fact that he accused my faith of only being faith because of fear of death. And I say accused because that's how it felt. The memory is very clear where I I was shocked, I was upset, and I argued with him. And then he argued back with me. And I got to learn a couple of things in this specific time with this person, in fact, who is a soulmate. Uh, not to mention the part about love. I have always just been a polyamorous, unconditionally loving person with my all my people. Every person that I've ever met, I can say I, I will hold it back because they'll find it weird. But I love. That's what we are. And love is in our body anyways. It's the oxytocin gene hormone. So it's only others who have use this word in a way of indicating it with one person or with a group and I love the first person that ever resonated with my knowledge of love just being an energy is Eric Fromm the psychologist who has written the art of loving and he spells out love is an energy it's an activity you either are loving or you're not when it's given and directed that's not love that's actually a dependency And in fact, that's why there's a huge difference when you meet a self-empowered person who's in their 5D-ness and enlightenment soul age group. We just love. Now, we obviously know when protector lenses are on, and that's where things take a different turn in the sense of our interactions. But it doesn't change our love our love is you be you i'll be me and we'll love you and we only choose distance and we don't actually choose distance by the way it just happens naturally where intimacy does not uh grow between people who are not unconditionally loving towards each other and that's where relationships there are different uh shapes blends forms all of it and uh There's no labels for the Enlightenment Soul group. We're not anybody's property and nobody's our property. So back to the teenage story, when this person did what they did, I argued with them and they argued back. Their arguing back was very strong and they committed to their belief and they basically stated that they were right and I was wrong. And essentially, I just learned, okay, in that moment, there's nothing more that I can do because they've made you know they've put their foot down saying, No, 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 this is the truth. And it was simple for me. You cannot prove your intent. And the people that love you, they won't never know you because even if you try to share with them your truth. You know, I was being shown, you are unseen, you are unvalidated, you are unaccepted. Your word, your emotion, your everything that you're spelling out to me with faith, by the way, which is something that is part of me. But today, again, it's Akashic intelligence. At the time, though, it was in the way I was taught it. So that was really, really big. This thing that this person did was not small. But that's why it was also one of those biggest expanding consciousness moments where I said I will never try to prove my heart to anyone because if the person who I love and who loves me and who I'm supposed to spend my life with because that was where we were at is in this moment negating everything that I'm speaking to them and you can tell in their eyes that what they're saying is truth it didn't shatter one shit of anything, I was just like, fuck this shit, I'm okay with it, you know, whatever, believe what you want, that's it, I was done with trying to prove intent, in fact, it was also the day where I was like, you know, this whole good and evil shit right here, another, another. this is where Kali's like, "Ah." I started to contemplate these aspects, because I'm like, uh intent can't be proven from the heart people apparently think they know you better than they than you know yourself and they're arrogant enough because this is arrogance to me he was being an arrogant asshole at that but you know again it was uh, he was making it very clear here's the other part we're usually understanding of why those protector lenses are on so the deal is this friend he's now a friend obviously he doesn't believe in God because one of his best friends at that time had killed himself and he was pissed at God for this because he faulted God and he faulted and he just like, and and, you know, I'm an adult and all people have the same, the same thing to say when they go against this, this, this specific word that I don't want to keep using because it's for people who want to stay in you know other so age groups but the part is this that i knew that he was hurting because of this experience so i accepted his shittiness to me because of understanding that this belief comes from a place of hurt and really he taught me something very valuable which has stayed with me to this day i don't bother trying to prove anything you take me as i am you don't i don't care i'm not going to try because this is the point of what you do realize if you're any person who has a little bit of common sense, which is why the whole trusting, when Sadhguru says it's not about what you do or say or not do, it's expanding consciousness or not. That's what trust is. And really, I don't even like using that word because the reality is uh, it's only expanding consciousness, trust. uh, We don't need trust unless we're in some physical war. And the reality is because we're all gonna be in survival brain mode if we were ever starving to death, <clears throat> you're not going to be able to just trust anyone. So we're, we're, we'll just make ends meet with whatever we get given. Uh, and in fact, again, back to teenage land, I didn't need much more than, than what he shared with me to, to know how to handle as I got older people uh, in all types of situations. I'm very thankful for all my teenager friends because they are the exact replica of what I see adulthood with people who are especially in all the other soul age groups very straightforward all the relationships that I have are beautiful and they're amazing and the people who are in their protector lenses they won't ever know what they are because I definitely learned from this person something that stayed and to this day stayed and I didn't back off from being understanding why would I why would you back off from knowing how somebody's feeling and why they're doing what they're doing the person who doesn't know who they are is the person who's actually in the blindness of thinking they know everything about another person without even hearing what they're saying so i get very passionate because to this day there are so many people you should hear the human splaining that i get (laughs) it's still always i'm like because it's automatic that it is just automatic to hear you know why what people don't realize is that the person who's in their enlightenment soul age group we really don't have a question of who we are i have a name my name's maria i can tell you anything you want i probably won't tell you everything or anything about me because why would i you're you're, you're not going to be interested or excuse me you will be interested but you're going to human explain the shit out of it unless you don't and the few times that it has happened that i don't get human explained it's awesome And i know when it's been and i know when it's not been and that's pretty much uh, what it is (laughs) because see here's the difference with those who have shame cycles and i laugh because you know it's beautiful just to know that um expanding consciousness and enlightenment is this it's what i've always been in which is uh let me think i'm gonna pause while you speak words to me (laughs) (laughs) that are opposite of what i just said to you or feel inside and smile or look serious the grumpy bear face of me as a child was probably because i was just very pissed and confused (laughs) that's all i can say but i had a loving mother who made fun of it and allowed me to grow into this teasing person and so yeah the teenage boyfriend he he was awesome man he was so awesome And you know recently I was reminded about my bad voice when I sing my younger sister said you know you're you're not very in tune I said yes I know and she knows this boyfriend ex-boyfriend excuse me friend because she and she she was in love with him obviously everybody was hopeful that we'd end up married together I'm so happy we did not end up together and that I did not Ah oh, this is the part. So for those of us who are polyamorous it's because of this love always being on for humanity. It's not about things that people who are in a limited consciousness they won't understand. They won't because when you know you're oversoul and so that we're this big ball of energy it's just Life is just so beautiful. All the relationships, you want to live them for how they are. And because people are so afraid, this is the part, the limited consciousness, what we pick up immediately is fear. Even if it's anger, it's it's fear because we immediately feel our body contracts and it doesn't like having to contract because we've been presented now something that's saying you can't be yourself right now we can't be Krishna Lila we can't be Shiva we can't be Kali we can't just be life and while those who are in shame cycles what they learn as infants is to soothe their parents to please appease their parents because this is where when you hear Gabor Matei he'll explain why certain brain circuitry doesn't get engaged and why people will either be nice people or they do these drugs foods alcohol the addiction type it's a way to soothe themselves so they'll learn to soothe their parent or to soothe themselves and in these different ways the enlightenment soul age group person we we didn't do that i don't you should ask my mother i trigger her she gets pissed at me we have these amazing discussions because i don't uh yeah i just tell her how it is and (laughs) it's the one thing that still to this day i've told her i was just waiting to become an adult because all these adults told me that i had no way of knowing what i wanted because i was a child and i was listening to them thinking that they actually knew what they were talking about little did i know that they didn't the same way i still don't know what i'm talking about but now that i get to be an actual adult you know and when i turned 18 nobody was like yes you're an adult now no no i still got treated like somebody who didn't know shit and i'm like dude i do know shit why are you guys doing this and then i figured it out so We um, don't bend down and we don't go and soothe. We sit and stand and contemplate and sit and stand and contemplate. See, Shiva's with me all the time. The whole nothingness, being in this unknown, being able to wake up and say, ah, I get to make my day however I want it to be, yay. The neuroscience and the neurobiology just helped me to learn exactly how my body works, which is really awesome. And that I'm always a witness brain which is double awesome so we don't like to deal with yeah anyone who's a reactive brain because we know it immediately and we're already shutting up not to be nice it's because we actually don't want to waste our breath like we we appreciate the time that people share with us always but we don't want to waste our time and so limited consciousness is straightforward because it's, it's it's a pattern that we learn to recognize instantaneously going back to the story When the teenage boyfriend did what they did, I intuitively automatically knew why they were being so argumentative. I wasn't going to go and pick on something that would make them cry or be upset. That would be not very kind. Also, it's unnecessary because it won't change what just happened. So here's the part about the adult person. doesn't matter how old you are. When we're in our prefrontal cortex, we are being an adult metabolizing. We're not overwhelmed i wasn't overwhelmed by my emotions of being heartbroken quote unquote i wasn't heartbroken i was pissed (laughs) i was telling him how i thought very clearly and we were having an argument about it Uh, and they just kept insisting that they were right and i was wrong and i just said you don't you're not my heart you you, i'm telling you what i am and i don't uh, know what i'm saying is true Fine. <laughs> okay, then. I guess we can put this to rest because, again, in my mind, I remembered why they don't like God and they don't believe in God. Because, of course, as a couple, I knew why they told me their wise. they told me their vulnerabilities. And uh, that's why it was even more upsetting because they knew mine and they were insisting that they know. So, long story short, though, again, there's nothing you can change when it comes to somebody making such a blunt statement i'm right and you're not (laughs) about somebody else's heart which is different than this is my experience this is how i relate to the topic this is how i feel this is how you know and i acknowledge and accept and validate and see that you have a different feeling and experience and opinion than i do so grown-ups in a room they get to know that thoughts and emotions are of no existential consequence which is why i can sit with a flat earther in the room and be totally enamored by them i can sit with anybody in a room and be totally enamored by them until i meet their protector and then i'll be enamored by them but i'll move away as quickly as possible so that i don't have to limit my own consciousness because my brain is already beginning to be like oh now i have to succumb to some belief system that they believe is the one truth and nothing but the truth and oh my gosh this is going to be so boring for me right now because now i'm no longer in infinite land i'm in some belief land that's been created by their child self who now has a protector lens on who's going to distort everything and i'm going to have to hear them whine from their temporal junction because that's where they're at Because if they were in their prefrontal cortex, then we'd be having a nice conversation, not a whining match or an angry match or whatever type of protector lens they got on at the time. Anytime somebody's talking about unfair, I've used the word too. I was a teenager and you know how many times people have told me, Maria, you know, like how do people not hear those things? So expanding consciousness, our relationships, they help us to mature. To this day, whenever I will share something with any of my loved ones, they'll say Maria, and I'll be like, ah, you're right. I forgot. I'm not the only ego in town. Damn it. You know, and I'll make some joke about it. And that's about it. Now, the teenage person, while others would think that being nice when things are in a specific space, enlightenment soul age we, we we don't we don't hurt people's feelings. We don't do that. We don't need to be right. That's for the ego people. The life sensitive person will simply acknowledge the protector lens and will let it go. We'll drop it and we won't even think twice about picking it back up. Because it's only if the person sees what has taken place and comes to us and says, you know, here's the deal. I was reactive, I was emotional, and this is why you know what's taken place, you know. So there's just so many ways conversations can go for us, the person who's in the Enlightenment Soul age group, when a protector lens is on. And on that note, he never did that because he believes in what he said. And in fact, this is why (laughs) I knew at a certain point once we were Broken up, like wow. And I see them as the adult they are, and they are the same as they were when they were a teenager. And the reality is, they don't like human beings at all. I love humanity. I love every imperfection that exists on this planet because of compassion, because of the sweetness of life, because of seeing, thank you, psychoeducators, that trauma does and can be brought to zero by the person who sees their implicit memory system and what breaks my heart more is the reality that those who are in shame blame fault revenge cycles keep on believing the narrative of evil exists satan exists or this whole good or bad thing as if they were still children because a child is a child the grown-ups is who i'm talking about I try to share with any child that I meet and any teenager that I meet the beauty of enlightenment as a soul age group and everything in equanimity that I will possibly imaginably be able to share with them. And the neuroscience, that's why, you know, continuing my education is to support personal development. So the holistic people, one, I love that they're out there, but they really need to stop taking uh, what is not their job and bringing instead together The updated psychoeducation and also, uh, yeah, it's very important because every person will deal with their tsunami, their shame, blame, fault, revenge cycles. So if you have a self-love, love love deficit disorder, narcissistic, sociopathic, psychopathic, um, ASPD. Or any of the neurotypicals attachment styles. There's ways that uh, the updated psychoeducators support people with titration and just understanding why yoga does what it does, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Having clairs only keeps people locked into storyland, but they choose that because their lenses come on, and these are those holistic practitioners and anybody who's in any extreme place. But let me put that to the side. And back to these examples when we are dealing with protector lenses on uh, we know that there is a person in biological rudeness and we're not going to point out what is um, basically uh, hurt so their aggressor way is hiding what is a vulnerability that they're not aware of their protector is protecting their inner child their inner child is and includes all those charged parts including the one-year-old that was not able to attach because they didn't have a safe household so they don't feel safe their body didn't learn how to feel safe inside of themselves so they don't even have a relationship with their body their mind if it lies they are allowing their mind to be the liar and their body doesn't know any better so their body doesn't recognize what true pure love is until it does and even if it does because those protector lenses will keep a person in their lies Uh, it is what it is they're used to attaching to um, unsafe people they're used to attaching to narcissists sociopaths psychopaths they're used to being in an environment that is not safe or social so their mind will keep on uh, lying to them and their body will keep unless again they become aware and that would be where a person would become aware of their behavior and it limiting somehow their experiences, but that would be only if they can look at themselves with compassion. And that's why the shame deflection and the mind basically with self-loathing, inner critic, outer critic, and then denying through drugs, alcohol, sex, just random relationships, and then withdrawing in isolation, the depression. Um anyways there are ways out of it but again the person would have to see that and back to more uh, enlightenment soul age group stuff and not that which is very sad when a person has the ability to see their protector lenses what would take place so let's hypothetically use that teenage example uh, they would have again come back to me they would have said something along the lines of you know what happened to my friend you know why i don't believe in god you know why i feel this way about this 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 and this but obviously you know you know you best so i'm not here to tell you what your faith is your faith is your faith my faith is my faith and here's where those are called adults i'm an adult now and believe me when i say "Mm," depends on what topic i'm talking about because unless they're in a enlightenment soul age group they're not in their infinite higher human consciousness potential they have a theme they have a topic they have an opinion they have somewhere an ego where they're not aware of it what does this mean okay so i'll use another example Uh, in this case it's also unacknowledged so uh, protectors relating to The idea that socio-political, economical, governmental, um, societal, everything that is outside has everything to do with if you will make it or not make it somewhere, okay? So you are not the uh, person who will decide what will be of your life, okay? So those individuals, it's a very big group, but they will always contrast with those of us here. 5d self-empowered enlightened people in the enlightenment soul age group are aware that all is well and we all choose if we're blissful or not we're in oneness with akashic intelligence so we're the ones who are not being hammered and we in fact speak of life in that way and so people will either say things like this you have pink tainted glasses on You have rainbows and sunshines, Uh, you're too nice or you're too this or you're too that, Uh, you're naive, Um, you have it easy, you have everything, you don't know what it's like to go through shit, Uh, you know, and again, we, we won't speak stuff because we don't go through shit, we don't feel helpless in our bodies, when we feel emotion in our body and thoughts, we're sitting with it. Again, we're in the witness mode. We're in our uh, psychological floor with the here and now two neurons, the implicit memory system. So we accumulate all of our past experiences and we have it all processed and we're in the middle with the other two neurons. And our reality is we're sitting with duality and neutrality. We're in equanimity, that's why we do Dharma. And we're like, okay, here are my thoughts, here are my emotions, here are my opinions. Here's what I get to accept that I'm not necessarily fond of or not fond of. And it always moves more and more into the spectrum of ease. So we are in agreement, it's easy, yes. It would be easy for you too, if only you put your mind to it. But apparently mindset is nothing for you, so there you go. And the mind is actually where, I will learn more about this in my interpersonal neurobiology class, it will rework your actual physical brain. It's the in-between this these two spaces and I can't wait to learn more about that one so long story short our relationships for the person who's in the enlightenment soul age would bring us to this great great isness that we hear from Sadhguru but we're not in a Sadhguru's shoes we're in a day-to-day person's shoes this is the most amazing with Claire's and all and, and I mean Sadhguru has had clairs too he just talks about it differently but back to this example before I run out of time so as a grown-up I learned by the time I was a teenager how not to speak my ideas on things that protector lenses wanted to protect because again there's clear insecurity behind any person who gets aggressive. I learned to calm myself and the only people who get my tone are my mother and my twin sister and that's because I started having to share a space with them since I was a child so I still have that one year old you know, it takes a little bit of time to work through that implicit memory system of the one year old, two year old, three year old, who's like, "Ah, let me do it my way. Because that's exactly when you're self empowered, you want to do it your way. <laughs> so, My mom to this day says, you, you always don't listen to me, you always contradict what I, you're all and it's she's right. It's because don't tell me what to do. It's my instinct. I'm still learning again to be an adult about it. But um when it happens with any other individual, which takes place later in life, we're we're a lot more functional adults immediately because we contemplate and we hear and then we understand and we say, okay. And we recalibrate and we don't speak. We don't speak anything, not even a word. I learned that as a teenager. In fact, I remember testing certain things out and saying, okay. And I remember one of the things came back to me at a certain point, I was older and I remember because I got a little bit like nervous, but I was like, you know, remember what you r- remember what you learned way back when. I said, no, no, whatever it is, I don't know who told you, but no, nah, that's uh, it's a lie, it's gossip. You know how people are. It's it's it is what it is because this is where the rumors, those whole smear campaigns and whatnot. Yeah, we, we, we know about them. They they don't actually affect us because as as teenagers, we're just growing up. Luckily, you know, as long as you're good with the system, whatever people have to say about you. It doesn't matter to us, we don't care. We want to do big things, not small things. So yeah, that is local gossip right there. And uh, fast forward, we've learned how to accept that protector lenses are for those who have vulnerability that they're unwilling to share with others, but they also don't even know about it themselves. So they're not in their implicit memory system with a witnessing mind, they're reactive. So they're not autonomous adults, they're reactive adults. And that's where they're in their adaptive child. Harsh, unforgiving, self-preserving, cognitive dissonance. They think they know it all like the teenager did what he did. Same thing goes, okay? So long story short, people who are in that boat to Enlightenment Soul Age group folk, they will be pissy as hell and they will be snooty and they will immediately, because shame will deflect itself. So what there will be done will be a spite, an act of spite that will have been conducted to take back what they feel has been taken unfairly from them because that teenager is just all pissy and there's all the other charge states too. And the outcome is what? The outcome is person saying something more or more, more than one people that they don't actually mean, but it's something hurtful. It's a something accusational. It's something very specific and direct. It's very clear what they're doing. It's very clear because they'll speak it to you. They'll throw shit at you. As they throw shit at you, like my teenage boyfriend did, the realization of why there's shit being thrown at my face is, is normal, which would be everything that you stand for. You wipe it off and you nod and smile and you're done. You're done with certain aspects for real. And those are chosen and decided based on what type of relationship it is, obviously. And there is now in an added data point, the knowledge that when stressed out, here's what biological rudeness comes forth from these individuals and in what ways. And so we, alongside not only the uh, safety behaviors from the nervous system perspective, but also the attachment style perspective, and then these charge states perspectives, for example, plus like the self-love deficit disorder, all of these, you incorporate them in one go and an Enlightenment so age person will simply know exactly what type of protector I mean at the end of the day again we don't really stop to think about it that way it's intuitive because all of that knowing is now in our memory bank and whenever we're getting any type of envy spite jealousy um, these little backhanded remarks indirect stuff it's always very clear the energy behind it is clear the insecurity is clear all of it is clear and really we don't have time to waste so we're like okay deflecting is what we are in a state of love understanding that we've just um, our body contracted because it felt the fear of another person There's nothing for us to do about it. It's their protector lens. We're in a state of love with them, however they are. And now we actually recalibrate to know that these topics which trigger their fear response are not going to be discussed in that way. And in fact, what happens also is we become complete listeners and sharing in the modality that those people feel safe in because we already know what that is because they've shared with us their vulnerability we've shared with them our vulnerability so we get to be vulnerable together and in those vulnerable moments again nobody knows any different because we are not having to talk about topics that trigger people's defense mechanisms why would we bother using their time in a way that they won't appreciate we want our time together to be full of happy moments That means sharing joy and laughter, not sad moments. We don't like sad moments because there's no need for the sad moments because we can learn to grow together when we um, listen. So for us, it's easy to listen and we try our best. Obviously, this is where trying your best doesn't mean that you're able to do well because there are things that are uh, too many sometimes for the protector lenses. Again, when people don't trust unconditional love, their protector lenses come on all over the place and their mind lies to them and then they're throwing shit at you and it just becomes this snowball of uh it's just it's yeah 4d 3d people they think of it differently for 5d people it's sad it's just sad that's all we we feel sadness and more sadness and the reality is though we know that it's not ours. We're just being boxed up more and more. And at a certain point, there's not there, we can't be ourselves. <laughs> you can't be your joyous self if every time you're sharing unconditional love, it gets dismantled and twisted by the protector lens. So when you're genuinely and authentically yourself, you learn to be always more of yourself. And those people who are in your relationship sphere will love who you are and be with your quirks If they don't, they don't. And if they do, they do. And like I said, we actually don't ever break up with anyone. Not friends, not working, not not anything. Because we can always speak in a way that shares, of course I care about what you think. That's the whole point. I'm trying to meet what you consider friendship, what you consider workship, what you consider partnership. If you help me, then I can meet you. (laughs) If you don't help me, I don't know how to work around it. You know, so... Long story short, we love people for who they are and always will do our best. But again, protector lenses don't trust in unconditional love. That's for sure. So however that looks for you, though, you get to try. And again, by being able to be loving, you get to put that step forward. If people want to come together, they will always come together. And we get to have these amazing adult conversations. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts and experiences. calling in or leave a message. Have a great day.